Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man who was called Mal Evans. who was on roadie. And uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane. And he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you as we get rolling on the Thursday edition of the program. And speaking of rolling, also flying, there are a lot of things to get into. Inflation, 7.9% came out this morning, a 40-year high. We've already got all sorts of crazy explanations out there. We'll be joined by Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin at 12.30 Eastern. At 1.30 Eastern, Bill Roggio uh, will break down the on-the-ground war that is taking place in Ukraine right now. And then at 2.30 Eastern, we'll be joined by Senator Ted Cruz of Texas. So, lots coming in that direction. We've got the bill down in Florida and the feud that is going on with Disney, the ongoing war uh, in Ukraine. But, Buck, I am so mad. It's rare that I come on the show angry, but in the last hour, the Biden administration has extended for another month the requirement that you wear a mask on airplanes, on trains, in airports, on public transit, according to no scientific basis in logic whatsoever, Anyone who has been, and I'm going to focus on airplanes because uh, I, I think that is where much of the angst and ire is directed now. But, Buck, the only place you now have to go in much of the country and wear a mask is an airport and on an airplane. It is nonsensical. It is anti-science. The masks do absolutely nothing at all. This was... Set to expire on March the 18th, and it now has been extended until, I presume, April the 18th. I think that the Biden administration is going to get destroyed over this because we know in Congress, we saw the State of the Union, nobody wears masks anymore. Uh, Even in schools, as dumb as it has been, kids are now not required to wear masks most places 
now, either in the near future or it's already happened. Are you as angry as I am about this nonsensical rule being extended? I'm furious and also kind of break out into laughter at the same time because these libs are morons. I mean, they really are. This is now moronville. This is not I disagree. This is not there's good faith. Let's all sit down and look at the data and the numbers. This is impossibly stupid. I mean, I, I can we please try to get Pete Buttigieg, Mayor Pete of the Transportation Administration, assuming he's not still on paternity leave. Can we get him to come on the show? I would love to hear, you know, didn't he go to Harvard or Yale or something? I'm sure he thinks he's really smart. Please try to defend this, somebody. I'd love to have yeah. Walensky or Fauci come on. They would get annihilated, and they know it, and that's why they won't actually. Somehow this is a policy that no human being can defend without looking like an abject fool, but it's still the policy of the Biden administration. PR lady Jen Psaki is going to be coming forward to say, yeah, we still just need to keep everybody safe. And there are all these Democrat idiots who are seeing the country fall, fall apart around them in a whole variety of ways we're going to say, yeah, it's real safe on the planes now. What is wrong with them? Clay, what percentage of our lives do we spend? You and I fly a fair amount. Yeah. Less, less than 1% of our lives are spent on the plane. Are planes a uniquely dangerous environment for the spread of COVID? No. In fact, we know the science says because of the HEPA filters in the planes, they are uniquely safe place to be yes. gathering when it comes to respiratory viruses. And yet... I'm going to be in crowded bars. Clay, I'm going to a crowded bar this weekend. I'm going to be elbow to elbow with New Yorkers telling them to move to Florida. And it's going to be mask free. What possible epidemiological justification for this can there be? So I kind of laugh because they look so stupid. But on, but I'm also I go back and forth because I'm also furious because this just shows what a joke this whole thing was for two years. It's all so arbitrary and moronic. American Airlines and Southwest Airlines both had their CEOs testify that the mask mandate made no sense. They said that under oath in Congress, specifically citing the extreme air filtration systems that exist in airplanes. I want someone to explain to me. And by the way, I I presume that this means also if you take an Uber or you take a Lyft, that they'll technically still have their policy in place that you have to wear a mask in those vehicles, by the way. Um, I want someone to explain to me why the only place in my city that there is even the mention of a mask, I'm going to go get on an airplane uh, flight to Florida as soon as we finish the show today, Buck, like this afternoon. I'm going to head to the airport. I'm going to pull up at the airport, uh, and I am going to get out of my car, Put a mask on as I walk into the airport, and then I'm going to be required basically to keep that mask on until I get to Florida and step outside of the airport and can take the mask off again. What sense can this possibly make from a scientific basis? In the city of Nashville, and I know there are many other airports just like this, I will walk past, Buck, the indoor dining area where they have a a bar set up that looks out into the main terminal of the airport. You can high-five people as they are walking by. People drinking beer, eating food. They're not wearing masks. You could if you wanted to. You got your girlfriend or your wife, husband, whatever. You could walk over and you could kiss them right there as they are. There's no barrier. There's no wall. 
They're looking right out into the middle of the airplane terminal. At a minimum, look, I think it's insanely stupid that there are masks anywhere, but what basis is there for a mask mandate in the airport? Like, it doesn't make any sense in the airport. It doesn't make any sense in the airplane, but at least you're tightly corralled in an airplane. I'm so angry at this process. If they just said you only have to put a mask on in the airplane, I would be like, well, whatever. At least you don't have to wear one in the stupid airport. I just, it, it, it rarely has gets to the point where I'm in, where I'm furious over a decision. There is no way to justify this. And the only way I, I, I have any sort of solace on it, Buck, is it just further cements the absolute destruction that we have to see in November. Every single person listening right now, you have to go vote based on the COVID lies that you have been told by the Democrats, and you have to we have to put forward maximum pain, utter destruction, because, Buck, they're going to bring all this back, I really do believe, if they can, as soon as we are through uh, with the midterms. I really legitimately believe as we get into winter and fall, they're going late fall and into winter, they're going to try to bring back masks if they haven't already done it. Their narrative for all of us is that the vaccines were great and they did a great job and the mandates were necessary. And that's what got us through the winter. Now, they're a little quiet about it because that's also absolutely absurd. The vaccines were far. Walensky even admitted far less effective than they thought, which, you know, Clay, I mean, I say to you, you know what else I'm furious about? You and I have been right about this. And honestly, I'm not just saying this. Clay and I were talking about this. As you know, you can go back. We'll pull some of the tape. I think you came on my show in April on the Buck Section show in April to talk about this. And you're like, yeah, masks. This doesn't this is idiocy. And I'm like, yeah, Clay, great to have you on. Masks are so stupid. Yeah. Somehow we now on Spotify, which yeah, we know is, is sent me this just overrun with leftist children. Yeah, Joe Rogan has to get banned. Yeah, they're such babies. Somehow over there, we're listed as. You know, basically, they put this for more for on every podcast now for more information about COVID, for more information about COVID. More, they should be putting Clay and Buck were right, Clay and Buck were right, Clay and Buck were right. <laughs> but this is all part of the, the Soviet style rewriting of history that's going on right now. And these are the same people who will say, yeah, masking up on planes really smart, keeps it safe. These people are morons and they think they're smart, which is the worst part about it. They actually think they're smarter than the people who have been right all along. We are tagged. On Spotify as though we're spread. I mean, they're not blocking it, right? Because then they'd have to Thankfully. actually specify what. But they're kind of warning everybody. Oh, don't listen to this. You might you might get red pilled by reality if you listen to this show. Well, I, I just um, and look, we're going to get into inflation in Ukraine and everything else. But this news just breaking in the last hour or so. And I don't think it's even been officially officially announced yet. I just I hope what percentage? This is a good question. What I would love to see a poll of the American public that is being taken right now, what percentage of Americans, Buck, do you think agree with us that it is absurdly ridiculous to require? And by the way, a mask mandate on an airplane. If you truly believe masks work, you're wrong. But you can still wear a mask. It's not like they're banning the use of masks. If you truly believe that they work, you can wear them. I think it's probably 70-30 now. Do you think we're there? I think so, but Clay, I also want to make sure that we are we are clear. The policy on airplanes, and you and I have just done a lot of flying recently, and some of the other folks listening to this will know yeah. we're talking. I know we got like pilots who listen to us, and 
And uh, right, why do flight attendants who agree yeah. with us, by yeah, the way, because they're course. coming up to me now? Yeah, the pilots give me the thumbs up and the wink. They're like, don't worry about it beneath, beneath the nose. It's no big deal. So, but but it's not actually mask up on planes. It is mask up between bites on planes. Yeah. And we all know it. So for 30 minute stretches at a time, you're actually totally just breathing normally in the air. But oh, I'm going to mask up. It, the official federal government policy right now is to make people mask up between bites in the airport and on airplanes to protect them from a virus that the country just got wrecked by. Half yes. the country just got it, basically. And they act like they're the people who believe in science. No, they're the people who believe that just having male genitalia doesn't make you male. I mean, you know, this is this is who we're dealing with. The whole time that you're drinking, well, and the whole time that you are physically chewing, it really is maybe the dumbest thing in our lives that adults have been made to do, right? When you're kids, sometimes you have to do, like, can you think of anything, you're 40 now, can you think of anything dumber that you've ever been made to do? than the masking rules I like place. when you kind of gently welcome me into the 40 plus well, club, I mean, by the way. I, I'm welcoming you, know, you into the 40 club because you, 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 you can got be two listened generations to now, Sexton. Of, you're over yeah. 40. You know, you actually you got, have an opinion. You've got two generations now of experience on this planet. I can't think of anything dumber that we have made adults do in my life it, than it is, the masking rules. It is debasing, and I actually think at some level that's the point. It's humiliating. And it's it's forced humiliation of the public at the whim of the federal autocrats and the federal bureaucracy and the apparatus. And I think that's the point. It's it's meant to show you you do what we say. You do what our most hysterical left wing base demands when we have the power to make you do it and you shut up about it no matter how dumb it is. It, it's it's humiliating, honestly. I mean, I'm and people who, who have mass shame other people should hang their heads in, in infamy for all time for being such dumb asses honestly yes i agree with all all of that and more uh by the way lots still to come uh but in the meantime i want to tell you about pure talk customer douglas he lives in indiana he was in touch with us about his newfound savings he switched to pure talk for his cell phone service he finally made the switch from his cell phone carrier to pure talk and guess what cut his phone bill in half and he found pure talk's customer service was most helpful with everyone uh out there in the entire United States. And Douglas is mine. He's now paying for just the service he needs. And it's time you too can kick Verizon, AT&T, Mobile to the curb and only pay for the service you need and want. Pure Talk's plan with unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data is just $30 a month. From your cell phone right now, here's how you sign up. Dial pound 250, say Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. You can be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. Dial pound 250, say Pure Talk. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? 
It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We are joined by the man that Wisconsin has to send back to the Senate, Senator Ron Johnson. And uh, Senator Johnson, appreciate you joining us. You just teed off on the Biden administration policies and how they've weakened the U.S. and emboldened the adversaries. Let me play this for you and then I'll bring you in. It's in those early days of the Biden administration when he canceled the Keystone XL pipeline, opened up our borders, uh, you know, started pushing for out-of-control deficit spending, which has sparked uh, 7.5% inflation, a 40-year high. All these policy decisions have weakened America. It's emboldened our enemies. It's basically tempted uh, tyrants to take advantage of the situation. So you have now a situation where tyrants are on the rise and we're trying to react. What this administration has done is virtually across the board enact policies that have weakened this country. Senator Johnson, I want to start with this, the breaking news that I'm sure you've seen. The Biden administration is extending the mask mandate for federal travel, for airplanes, for uh, for buses, for for trains, all these things. You guys just had the State of the Union. Nobody wore masks. Masks mercifully are finally disappearing because they don't work. How moronic is it for them to be extending the mask mandate on airplane and air travel? Uh, very moronic. Yeah, I, I was in that Commerce Committee hearing when the airline heads not only said that they, they didn't make sense, but they talked about the science. They've done extensive studies of an air cabin with HEPA filters in airline cabins. It's probably one of the cleanest breaths of air you're going to take. So, you know, it's completely ridiculous. But I think what it really shows is that 
the people who have pushed all this on America will never admit they're wrong. And this is one of the ways they, I guess, confirmed that they weren't wrong. They, they continue it, even though it's completely moronic. Senator, it's Buck. I, I got to say, wh- when do you think they're actually going to stop with all that madness? I- is it going to go away, or could you foresee them saying, just to be on the safe side, as if that makes any sense, they'll keep this going all the way up, perhaps, to the midterm election? Yeah, again, I, I think it's, you know, part of the reaction is this helps confirm the fact in their minds, and hopefully for the public in their minds, that they were never wrong, that they've been right all along. And this is, they just need to do this just to make it that much safer. You know, what is really a tragedy about how they've responded to COVID as it relates to masks is, you know, I don't care how good an N95 mask might, might work if you change out three or four times a day, tight fitting on an adult. I'll tell, tell you where it would never work is on a child. Have you, have you seen children wear masks? This was obvious from the start that masks would never work on children. No matter how effective they might be on a, an adult or a healthcare worker, they would never work on children. And yet we made our children do this for two years, delay speech, uh, denied them the ability to, to read the expression on their teacher's face, the smile of their classmates. I mean, the harm we have caused our children, we've put them into it. We've plunged them into a state of fear with, with immature minds. I mean, what we have done to our children is a travesty, which is one of the reasons the people who have foisted this on us, the, the COVID cartels, the COVID gods, they can't afford to be proven wrong. And I, I've said this in the past. They have the power because they are the legacy media. They are the big tech social media giants. They are you know, the big pharma and everybody else. They've got the power to make it very difficult to, that they can be proven wrong. I mean, let's face it. You, you guys are outliers. You're talk radio. Uh, I wish every American listened to you, but they don't. They listen They listen to the legacy media. That's where a lot of people get the news, and we still have a lot of our fellow citizens in this state of fear that they whipped up, and they've been very effective at maintaining the state of fear. Well, we appreciate all the people listening in the state of Wisconsin, including Milwaukee, where we're number one right now, and they need to make sure they get out and work to ensure that you get reelected because you're speaking the truth, and so many people are spreading lies. Speaking of lies, 7.9% inflation rate now, Senator. Uh, and the Biden administration is shifting all the blame now. And they're saying, hey, the reason this is occurring is because of Vladimir Putin. What do you think of the shifting blames as to why we are at a 40-year high for inflation? Well, it's total BS, but it's expected. It's obviously not true. Uh, we had gasoline prices up over a buck before Putin ever invaded Ukraine. Uh, this is the result of their war on fossil fuel. And you cancel the Keystone XL pipeline. Gee, do you think that's going to reduce the price of, of energy? This is, their, this is the result of their policies. This is their policy goal. They, they have a war on fossil fuel. You know, you listen to the clips, the video clips of Joe Biden during the campaign. He was absolutely dedicated to uh, ending the use of fossil fuels. So what, what, when, you, when you have an economy dependent on fossil fuel, you restrict the ability for people to produce fossil fuel. What do you think is going to happen to the price? And you just mentioned the, the 7.9% inflation rate. Uh, that's accelerating. It's not going away because the price of energy flows through every product. And it's, to a certain extent, the product price is a lagging indicator. The cost of housing went up over the last 12 months. 
the rents are just being changed now. That's going to spark additional inflation. This isn't going away anytime soon, of course, then just a massive deficit spending. The Democrats still are proposing, and here's how much the press is in the tank for the Democrats. They're pretty well parroting what Biden says. Yeah, you know, the solution to inflation, build back better. Let's do some more deficit spending. This is beyond absurd, beyond moronic. We're speaking to Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. Senator, how concerned are you that this Biden administration could get dragged further into the Ukraine conflict than is wise and we could find ourselves in an open conflict with Russia? It seems like the no-fly zone idea has gotten pushed back from this White House, but people are still concerned. How, how worried are you that they're going to mishandle this, or what do you think happens here? Well, unfortunately, I agree with the President Obama's Defense Secretary, Robert Gates, who said that Joe Biden was... Uh, wrong on every major foreign policy issue for the last 40 years, and his his record remains unbroken. He's surrounding himself with the exact same advisors who were advising him probably those 40 years as well. So, no, I'm, I've got a great deal of concern. Um, he obviously didn't respond appropriately to try and prevent Putin from invading Ukraine. That, that would have been a successful response. It's pretty galling the State of the Union is basically taking a victory lap. lap hey, look at... Look at the coalition people that are now supporting Ukraine once it's been invaded. No, the, our European allies are just waking up to the fact that Russia is that much closer to their doorstep, and all of a sudden they're reevaluating their policies as it relates to their own defense. So you, you, you only have to look at what he's doing crawling to Iran. You realize the U.S. is not negotiating directly with Iran. They refuse to meet with us. We're actually having Russia and China negotiate on our behalf. So do you, do you think that's maybe perceived as weakness by Russia? you think maybe that's one of the many factors that uh, played into Putin's calculation? We said, yeah, this might be a good time to invade Ukraine because America and the West are weak. Senator Johnson, what do you expect to happen with the Build Back Better? I know that it's been tabled because of Joe Manchin, but you made an important point there that there are arguments still being trotted out that by using parts of the Build Back Better uh, agenda, they could my that they could try and reduce inflation, which is total nonsense. Uh, but do you think that there is likely to still be a big domestic spending bill rolling out between now and uh, an election season? Or do you think the Democrats are going to end up acknowledging that they really can't get much more done? Where are we based on your analysis of Senate uh, Senate movement? Well, here's my concern is they, they don't want to be perceived as failing. Uh, they all want to spend money. Um, and they all want to increase Americans' taxes. And so I'm concerned that they just might find in their own minds a sweet spot where they can raise people's taxes enough to allow for just enough spending, call it deficit neutral, and go ahead and pass something like that. So I'm highly concerned about that. But you know, one thing I do want all of your listeners to understand that inflation is the Democrat tax on the middle class, on the working middle class. No doubt. Um, as, as much as Joe Biden said he was going to increase taxes on anybody, no, this is the Democrats' tax on the middle class, on every American. Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. Senator, thanks so much for coming by Clay and Buck Show. Appreciate it. Can I mention my website, ronjohnsonforsenate.com? I'm going to need a lot of help. I've already been out spent $13 million to two, so 
RonJohnsForSenate.com. I truly appreciate the help. There we go. Absolutely. Thanks, Senator. Got to get those votes hidden for him. That's going to be, I mean, that's a major battleground election in Gotta Wisconsin. People yep. have to win that, have to win it for him. If you're sitting in an office chair that's not super comfortable, I mean the most comfortable chair you've ever experienced, let me tell you something. Clay told me that he had an X chair, and it was amazing. So I said, well, I want to get one, and now I've got it. My Elamax, it is so comfortable. It is the most comfortable chair I've ever sat in for any kind of work purpose, sitting around doing things all day long. Because can your current office chair give you a massage while you're working? Well, X chair can. Can your current office chair heat up or cool down? My X chair can. Once you feel the customized support of X chair's patented dynamic variable lumbar or DVL, your back will never be happy in any other chair again. High performance, quality engineering, extreme comfort. Take our advice. Try X chair for yourself. Risk free. You're going to love it. Go to xchairclayandbuck.com now. That's the letter X, chair, clayandbuck.com, or call 1-844-4X-CHAIR for $100 off your order. X Chair has a 30-day guarantee of complete comfort, and you can finance your purchase for as little as $30 a month. X Chair, clayandbuck.com. Of doing this for nearly 30 years, I cannot remember a time where we've seen such unity in the transatlantic relationship, both in policy and in principle. Uh, we are united in strengthening our security assistance to Ukraine for its heroic defenders. We're united in increasing our assistance to the people of Ukraine who are suffering grievously due to the growing humanitarian catastrophe inflicted upon them by Moscow's invasion. And we're united in our efforts to raise the costs on the Kremlin for waging this ongoing war of choice, which has already displaced more than 2 million Ukrainians. That was the official narrative from the Secretary of State under Biden, Tony Blinken, about what's going on and the unity in the transatlantic relationship. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. We've got our friend Bill Roggio joining us now. He's a senior fellow at the Foundation for Defense of Democracies, editor of the Long War Journal and a U.S. Army veteran. Bill, great to have you on. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. What do we need to know about the fighting right now in Ukraine? How, how is this conflict playing out right now? Yeah, they, they, look, I think the common narrative that we're hearing is the Russians have stalled, they're bogged down, they're demoralized. But I always say the map doesn't lie. Um, when you look at the map of the Russian advances from day one, they've taken significant territory in they're prepared to surround uh, Kiev, the capital. They've, um, they're in the process of encircling Ukrainian troops in the north, in the east, and in the south. In the south, they're close to fully taking control of the strategic Black Sea um, uh, territory. This is where Ukraine uses to export its food and other exports. So, and they're advancing. They're, it looks like they're prepared to insert, again, to encircle Kiev and then link up from the south to the north. That's, it's a long process. This doesn't, this doesn't happen in days. This is a military operation that is unfolding. And so the Ukrainians are, are in danger of losing half their country. They're in danger of being encircled locally. Again, in areas in the, it's already happened in areas in the east and in the south. But it's in danger of losing literally half of its country if the unit, the units that are in and around uh, Kiev, 
can link up with the units in the south, and I'm I'm seeing that develop on the map. Um, you know, look, it's a question of whether can can the Russians hold this. That's a separate question. But what I'm seeing in that is the Ukrainians who are fighting valiantly and and harder than anyone, including the Russians, had thought. Um, but they're still losing this war. What's the time frame here, Bill? I mean, you talked about what the Russian strategy is and that it's taking longer than they may have anticipated. Obviously, we're still in the middle middle of bitter winter cold in Ukraine. As it starts to warm up, as spring arrives, what do you anticipate this battle looking like going forward based on what you've seen so far? Yeah, there's a lot of uh, known unknowns here. And one, if if the capital capitulates, if Zelensky government flees, this can wrap up in the course of weeks. Uh, I think I'm looking at timelines of a couple of months here. It's they're, they're always difficult to project out into the future. There's a lot of factors. Do the Russians lose heart? Do they are there logistic issues? Are they unable to overcome logistical issues and supply? You know, and other issues. Um, but you know. It, we have to remember, it took the United, uh, the U.S. military 42 days to conquer Iraq. It took them three weeks to enter Baghdad. Um, I don't understand why we expect, you know, we, we, I see a lot of reporting, you know, the, the common narratives. The Russians didn't take Kiev in two days, and therefore they failed. But what I saw them do is launch a planned operation, and they're plotting through in the Russian manner. It's, it's not pretty, but it's, it is moving forward. So I put... You know, again, it just depends on how long Kiev could hold out, if it's around, if, if, and if the area around it is encircled. But I, I, I think if things continue as is, we're talking months before the Russians could take full control or at least encircle the eastern half of, of Ukraine. And that, I would draw a line south from Kiev all the way to just about Odessa, a little area a little bit west. That's a significant area, half, over half the size of Texas. Bill Roggio with us now, senior fellow at the Foundation for Defense of Democracies, editor of the Long War Journal. Bill, what could really turn the tide here? I mean, what are the possibilities? You mentioned the Russians logistically collapse or they lose heart. There's some change, palace coup. That's all on the Russian side. What are the ways that the Ukrainian side could actually shift the momentum here to not just slow down, but stall and even reverse the Russian progress? The only thing I think that would reverse the Russian prog- progress, and I do not advocate this for this to be clear, would be intervention from NATO. The Ukrainians' forces are being ground down. Uh, they have not conducted any significant counterattacks in order to halt the Russian advance. All they can do is conduct a fighting retreat and and um, hold on to cities. They, now, what they can do is try and make a play to get the Russians to quit the fight if they burn them out, if the Russians... Again, that's back to the Russian side of the equation. The Ukrainians can make those things, make it so painful for the Russians that they either stop the offensive, uh, halt their advance and, and keep what they have, or they, uh, you know, or actually retreat from the country. I don't see that as being highly likely. It would take some type of outside intervention in order for the Ukrainians to be able to turn the tide and, and look to eject the Russians from the country. Bill, what's the impact if the Ukrainians got access to some of these airplanes, these fighter jets that have been much discussed as to how they might get into Ukraine? Uh, but we've certainly seen that Russia has air superiority, and by and large, 
the Russian uh, the Russian advance has sometimes been very uh, very jumbled in terms of you felt like you could just fly over and drop a, a lot of bombs right on those guys as they are very closely packed and not in a in any kind of fear of aerial assault. What would the impact be if suddenly Ukraine had access to jets? Yeah, so the, it's, it's not just having the fighter planes; it's being able to maintain them. Where are they going to be based? Um, are there pilot? Do they have enough pilots to fly them? They have enough people to maintain them. I mean, I think they could. Again, they could put a hurting on the uh, on the Russian forces. It can blunt or or slow down the advance. But unless they're going to receive an air force that is hundreds upon hundreds of planes, and they can um, they can base them and coordinate and regain air or at least some type of air parity at the very least. Um, and be able to launch sorties against those Russian forces that are amassed, I, I think the impact would be on the margins, frankly. Bill Roggio, Foundation for Defense of Democracies and the Long War Journal, where he is the editor. Bill, appreciate your perspective today, sir. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me, guys. Great. Have a great day. Thank you. On 9-11, we lost nearly 3,000 Americans in the deadliest terror attack on American soil. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been supporting America's heroes and their families ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays off their mortgage to lift the financial burden and bring their family stability. The significance of such a gift forever changes that family for good, and it's made possible by your generosity. For uh, severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling our most severely injured heroes to live more independent lives. And now, through Operation Home Base, Tunnel to Towers is gifting tiny homes to homeless veterans. Our nation's heroes, who, people who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities, need your help. Help these heroes and their families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything. Everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Encourage you to go download the podcast. Make sure you don't miss a moment. Senator Ron Johnson was on with us in the first hour. We were then joined by Bill Roggio, who broke down the -the on-the-ground situation in Ukraine. I thought he was pretty fantastic. And we are joined now by Senator Ted Cruz of the great state of Texas, where Buck and I were just down Almost in your backyard, Senator. We had a huge event in Houston, number one in the market there, and uh, we had an awesome time. And uh, I understand you're in D.C. right now with people who are continuing to protest the truckers against all these ridiculous COVID restrictions. And I want to start with this question because I'm sure you saw it, Senator. How ridiculous is it that the Biden administration has extended for another month the requirement that people have to wear masks in airplanes, on plane flights, on uh, trains, on all different sorts of uh, transportation across the country. It's completely asinine. It makes no sense whatsoever. And and it, it continues the COVID theater we've seen from Biden and this administration. Um, you know, I, I, I'll suggest a real simple rule. How about we follow the same mask policy that members of Congress followed at Biden's State of the Union address last week. Out of 535 members of Congress, I don't think there were five wearing masks in the entire chamber. It ought to be up to you. If you want to wear a mask, knock yourself out, wear a mask for the rest of your life. That's fine. But but it, it, we are beyond the point where it makes any sense at all to be mandating masks, and we need to end these mask mandates. They're wrong. And And – a long time ago, I filed legislation to end these the, the, these government mask mandates. Senator Cruz, it's Buck. You know, the inflation number that came out today, 7.9%. We're basically at 8% inflation. Four-decade yeah. high inflation number. Uh, this is obviously something that's going to hurt a lot of folks who are just trying to pay bills, get through their, their day-to-day. And based on the commentary from the Biden White House, it seems like they're not learning any of the lessons of the mistakes they've made. Instead, they're going to double down. So is it your expectation that inflation is just going to get worse throughout this year and we might even be headed into a recession under the Biden presidency? I think there is a real risk of that. I'm concerned that we are headed towards stagflation that, that we had under Jimmy Carter in the 1970s. And, you know, you look at a lot of young people, a lot of people in their 20s and 30s have never lived where inflation was a real factor in life. And, and, and it is cruel. It, it, it hits people. Uh, it, 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 it is effectively a tax increase on everybody, but especially seniors, especially people on 
fixed incomes. It, it, it is a viciously cruel tax because everything you do, whether it's paying your rent or paying your mortgage or, or filling up your uh, car with gas or buying food or, or heating or cooling your home, all of them are much, much more expensive. And, and Biden is doubling down on the same policies. In fact, they, I think they've cynically decided their new strategy is blame everything on Putin. So, so they're claiming now that all of this inflation, that the massive increase in gasoline prices, they say, is 100% because of Putin. And that's just a flat-out lie. We, we had galloping inflation long before Putin invaded Ukraine, and it, it's a result with gas in particular of the Biden administration's assault on domestic energy production, which is driving up the cost of gasoline. Senator Cruz, you represent Texas, which is the forefront of oil and gas all over the nation. And I'm sure as a result, you talk to a lot of oil and gas executives. What do they tell you we should be doing right now in order to maximize domestic oil and gas production? What should we be doing based on what you're hearing from your constituent companies and your constituents? We should get back to the policies that we know work. And, and the policies that were in place just over a year ago under the Trump administration. You know, in 2019, America became energy independent. We were the number one producer of oil, the number one producer of natural gas in the world. We were a net energy exporter. We were producing more oil and gas than we consumed. Last year in 2021, under Joe Biden, we lost that status. We're now a net energy importer. And, and the reason is simple. Biden, when he came in, literally the first day in office, he shut down the Keystone Pipeline. That destroyed 11,000 high-paying jobs. It destroyed 8,000 union jobs with a stroke of a pen. At the same time, he also on that first day froze all new leases on federal lands, both onshore leases and offshore leases. Uh, that had a profound effect. On top of that, he also halted development of Anwar, a very small section of Alaska, that has massive petroleum reserves, he shut it down and said, we don't want those petroleum reserves. We don't want more oil. We don't want more gas. Well, you know, if you shut down, and the result of all of this is the rig count plummeted dramatically. We began drilling much less, and and this was their stated intention. It's what Biden told the radical left he wanted to do if he was president, and it's what he's done. The answer, we should step up and, and be producing producing here at home. And by the way, one of the first places to start is the Biden administration has six different applications pending to export liquid natural gas. The State of the Union address, I pulled aside Tony Blinken, the Secretary of State. I told him if Biden really wants to do something to stick it to Putin, he ought to today approve all six of those applications. We ought to be exporting the oil and gas we're developing, and we ought to be we, we we ought to be drilling more and producing more. That's how you drive down gasoline prices. Speaking to Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, Senator, war in Ukraine is getting more destructive, more violent, and the Russians seem to be gaining ground slowly, but gaining it nonetheless. There was some discussion about uh, MIGs being transferred to U.S. custody to then be transferred to Ukrainians to to fight. What do you view as the proper role of the U.S. in all this? And what do you think should be done differently than what we've seen so far from the White House? Well, we should be doing a lot differently. Let me start by pointing out this war didn't have to happen. This war is the cause 
of serious mistakes from Joe Biden. Two mistakes in particular caused this war. Number one, the disastrous withdrawal and retreat from Afghanistan that caused every enemy of America to look to Washington to take the measure of the man in the Oval Office and to conclude that Joe Biden was weak and feckless and ineffective. And at the time, I said, the odds of Russia invading Ukraine have increased tenfold, and the odds of China invading Taiwan have increased tenfold. But secondly, very specific mistakes Joe Biden made with respect to Russia and Ukraine. You know, Putin didn't wake up yesterday and decide he wanted to invade Ukraine. He's wanted to invade Ukraine for decades. He wants to reassemble the old Soviet Union. And in fact, he did invade Ukraine in 2014. He he marched Russian soldiers into Crimea, the southern part of Ukraine. But why didn't he invade the rest of the country? And the answer is that Russia's major, major source of revenue is selling oil and gas, and the natural gas pipelines run right through the middle of Ukraine. And if he invaded Ukraine, he risked damaging or destroying those pipelines, which would make it impossible to get his gas to Europe. Well, the next year, Putin began building a pipeline, a pipeline called Nord Stream 2. It's an undersea pipeline that goes directly from Russia to Germany, and it skips Ukraine. And the reason Putin began building Nord Stream 2 was so he could invade Ukraine. In 2019, I authored sanctions legislation to shut down Nord Stream 2. My legislation passed Congress with overwhelming bipartisan support. Passed the Senate, passed the House. Donald Trump signed it into law. Putin stopped building Nord Stream 2 literally the day that President Trump signed my sanctions legislation into law. For over a year, the pipeline was dead. For over a year, Putin did not invade Ukraine. Then Joe Biden becomes president on January 20th, 2021. Four days later, Putin resumes building Nord Stream 2 with deep sea construction. He did it because Biden was weak, and just a few months later, Biden formally waived the sanctions on Nord Stream 2, giving in to Russia and Putin. He allowed him to build the pipeline. That is why Putin invaded Ukraine. You know, this last weekend, I had a video conference call with President Zelensky in in Ukraine. He told me and, and the other 99 senators, he said, if Biden had imposed sanctions on Nord Stream 2, Russia would not have invaded Ukraine. So the the Biden White House's weakness caused this war. And you asked what they should do differently. We should be doing two things, providing lethal military weapons to Ukraine to let the Ukrainians defend themselves, not American soldiers, the Ukrainians to defend their own homeland. And number two, using energy offensively to 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 take away the ability of Putin to fund his war machine. We ought to be exporting uh, oil and natural gas to Europe, taking away his customers. If you take away his his revenue, you take away Putin's ability to wage war. One more for you, Senator Cruz. A no-fly zone. Do you support this, or do you think this is a bad idea? I think it's a terrible idea. A no-fly zone would be an enormous mistake. Why is that? Because you'd be putting American pilots in the in a combat situation with Russian pilots. And the last thing anyone should want to see is a shooting war between America and Russia. That is a bad, bad idea. What we should do, and, you know, you mentioned these MiGs. So so when we talked to President Zelensky, what he said he needed more than anything else 
is, is he needed fighter jets? And he said he needed fighter jets because the Russians have superiority in the air. And a natural place to turn to is, is Poland, which has a number of MiGs, old Soviet MiGs, from when they were all behind the Iron Curtain. And, and the Ukrainian pilots are trained on the MiGs, so they know how to fly them. Um, Poland was happy to send the MiGs to Ukraine to let the Ukrainians use them. Uh, they wanted the Biden administration to commit uh, to helping them backfill and making F-16s available so that Poland was not left defenseless. The Biden administration didn't want to do that. And so they started playing political games. And, and what the Biden administration said is, well, it's up to Poland whether or not to send the MiGs. We have no view on it. It's up to Poland. Poland's a sovereign country. They can decide whether or not to send the MiGs. And what Biden was doing was blaming Poland for not sending the MiGs. Well, Poland, day before yesterday, called Biden's bluff and just flew the MiGs to a U.S. Air Force base. So now the Biden administration has the MiGs. And within hours, the Biden Defense Department said, nope, we're not giving the MiGs to, to the Ukrainians. That was it, the, what happened was Poland called Biden's bluff. I think we ought to give those MiGs to the Ukrainians. We ought to have the Ukrainians should come in and Ukrainian pilots should fly those MiGs out. Um, and if the Ukrainian pilots, if they engage in combat with the Russians, they're at war with them. They can engage in combat, but we ought to be helping provide the weapons to enable them to, to fight to defend their nation. Senator Ted Cruz, we appreciate the time and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, gentlemen. God bless. Thank you. That is Ted Cruz. Come back. We'll close out the Thursday edition of the program. And I got to tell you, hey, 7.9% inflation. A lot of you out there feeling the pain of that, not to mention all of the other challenges that continue to exist in our current economy. What if you could save hundreds of dollars a month? What if you could save $1,000 a month? What if you could save $12,000 for you and your family? Before rates rise, you could save Six figures, $100,000 or more with a 10-minute phone call. Get your phones in your hand right now and make the right decision for you and your family and see exactly what you could be saving by calling our friends at American Financing. 10-minute call. No preconditions. All you have to do is find out how much they can save you on what is the biggest investment for most people in their lives, our homes. Call American Financing, 800 877-8109. Don't wait. You're costing yourself money if you're not making this call right now. 800-777-8109. Get the phones in the hand one more time. 800-777-8109. You can also visit AmericanFinancing.net, NMLS 182334, NMLS, Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man. He was called Mal Evans. He was on roadie. And uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane. And he said, 
Will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, what? Sergeant Pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.